We're on a mission, on a mission. to rid the world of bad video. Bye-bye. This is the DV Show. Parkinson Range. Bad video sucks. All right, welcome to another edition of the DV Show podcast. My name is Brian. Happy Friday. Jeez. What a freaking week we have had. I know that you have probably had a busy week, and so did I. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the DV Show podcast. My name is Brian, as you probably already know, but I'll put my name on there. My last name is pronounced Alves, by the way, not Alves or Elvis or LVs. It's Brian Alves, and I'm so happy to be with you today, here today on this live edition of the DV Show on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter, otherwise known as X. I have a very cool, packed show for you today. I've got some good stuff. Tom Langan is here in the studio today. He's an Emmy Award-winning video producer, video editor, who's going to talk about his book, Legendeering and how it all ties into AI and video production. Now, if you've been watching all week long, your mind is going to change dramatically over what we've been talking about. I know my mind has changed, and I've calmed down a little bit as far as what's going on in the video production world as it relates to AI. We talked to Phil Werner, founder and CEO of Makersuite, on Tuesday, and we talked about his AI tool, talked to David Nordin yesterday from Edmund.ai, talked about his tool. We talked to video professional Nick Camp and his perspective about embracing AI, and that was on Wednesday the 10th. So we had a great week talking about AI in general. And what I realize is that we are in a really cool industry right now. We're in a really cool world and uh, an industry that's sort of immune to some extent, to what's going on in the AI world or what we think is going on in AI. Like, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to not get more business. Editing is going to slow down. This is all we talk about. This is all we talk about. And the bottom line at the end of this podcast on this Friday, what I have learned, and I hope you have learned as well, is that it's not about the tools, Okay, it's not about the tools. They're always going to change. It's always going to flush jobs away. It's going to get better. Jobs are going to improve. It's probably going to go, you know, probably no jobs, more jobs. It depends on the technology. But technology is always swirling around, changing this, changing that. And then meanwhile, we are in such a cool industry of video production that it doesn't rely on technology to get a story across storytelling and that being creative is timeless and it doesn't depend on technology. I know Nick the other day had a really, really great video that I posted up on LinkedIn. He talked about King Kong. They show, We showed 1920s version of King Kong and the story and how it was all stop motion animation. And then, you know, I, I bet you during that time it was booming. Stop motion animation must have been absolutely crazy. Like with Jason and the Argonauts, you know, Clash of the Titans, all that animation. Everyone was making money and all of a sudden CGI eliminated an entire industry and people adapted. But what I want to talk about is the tools that are being used. So it went from 1920s King Kong to like 2010 King Kong or 12 or whatever it was. 
And the technology improved, but the storytelling and the techniques did not change. And that's what I want to stress on this podcast, going live on LinkedIn, talking to you and saying, yes, AI has an impact on the video editing industry, video production industry in general. But what I've learned talking to Phil, talking to Nick, talking to David, these are tools that are going to make our job better. They're going to make it, make our work more efficient, and we're going to create better video. And that is the good side of AI, and that's why I like it. All right, in case you are new to us, we are on a mission to rid the world of bad video. You can check us out at thedvshow.com. We're going to show that screen right now, I think. It came up. Did it come up? No, did not. All right, so... You can check us out at thedbshow.com. Lots of cool stuff here. We're always doing content, creating content. What's really cool about this website is if you have questions or comments or anything about the podcast, you want to talk to me. But mostly we answer questions here. You can ask your question related to digital video. This little red button down in the right-hand corner of our website, you can submit your comment, suggestion, your question right to us there uh, on our website. There's podcasts live internet radio where we have the best of the DB show going on, which is, whoa, you, you got to check it out because we've been here since 2005 doing this podcast and there's some good stuff there. Like the best of is there right now on the internet radio station. When you click live, we have workshops, tips, vault. And then I, all I want you to do is click subscribe. And if anything, this is the first step that you take to create better video. And that is just put your first name there in your email and you subscribe to our newsletter, which is gonna give you tons and tips and tricks, live workshop announcements, podcasts, latest news and events, all that good stuff. And you can find it right there on the dvshow.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. I would so appreciate it. Now, I want to say, before we start everything here, we get a good show. We're going to look into Pictory AI, a tool that we've kind of been fooling around with all week, testing it out, uh, bullet testing it, and I'm really happy with it. Going back and forth with the company, talking about what's going on. Our, our good friend Mark Gareth, uh from Pictory.ai is going to come on the show next week. I hope you come on the show to talk about this amazing product. I've been loving it. We took a link from our website and put it in this tool and uh, a video appeared <laughs> within a matter of like minutes during the show. And uh, so you might want to look back at some archives and take a look at all that stuff. Pictory.ai, we'll be pulling that apart on this edition. And again, we're going to talk with Tom Langan. Now, again, we're on a mission to rid this world of bad video. Now, bad video encompasses many things. It not only looks bad, sounds bad, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't do anything. It just it wastes people's time. And we created a video about the origin of bad video. And it's a character that's on this podcast that's always out to get us. And what what all of that really boils down to, that looks bad, sounds bad, doesn't do anything, doesn't get any viewers. It has no call to action, doesn't get any results. It wastes people's time. It all boils down to perfection. And that's a big word. And 
you got to listen to this podcast a little more to understand it. But we created a video about our bad video character, how we started out, and what it's all about. And I definitely want you to see that. So here we go. An origin video of our character, Bad Video. Here he is. Born in the quiet town of Harmonyville to good video and great video, Bad Video was not always associated with chaos. As a child, he was like any other with dreams of creating amazing video that would captivate the hearts and minds of viewers as a young child. Bad Video displayed a talent for video production, often being seen tinkering with video cameras and experimenting with video editing software. But as he grew older, an insidious desire began to consume him. He became obsessed with the pursuit of perfection. He started to believe that only he possessed the ultimate formula for creating perfect videos. Driven by his relentless quest to have every video he produced to be perfect, Bad Video became fixated on silencing any voices that dared to question his authority, extinguishing the creativity of others to maintain his dominance. He started creating videos that not only looked and sounded bad, but they didn't speak to the intended audience, they didn't generate leads, and they didn't get results. He was consumed with perfection, a once promising prodigy, now a twisted version of his former self. And so, the legend of Bad Video continues to unfold, taunting all who try to get in his way. Bad Video, a warning to all who tread the path of perfection in video production. All right, and that's a little bit about video production and perfection and the origin of our friend Bad Video. Now, Talking about bad video, all this week we've been talking about AI and video production. And what's come out a lot is the obsession with uh, tools to create video. The obsession to create tools with video. So whether it's focusing on using the best camera, the best editing software, or even fearing AI is going to take over the industry, bad video, that dude comes in and ruins it and steals the creativity and the goal of your message if is that is all you focus on. It's a thief that steals away who you are, what you need to do, and your message because it's not about the tools, especially AI. It's about the creative vision to bring your message or story to the big screen. Now, I do want to remind you, we are live here on LinkedIn, YouTube, and X. If you want to engage with me, come on board. If you're really, really bold, you know, you can put a chat in there and I can, I can say, put your chat up on the screen and kind of engage with you that way. But if you're really, really bold, you can actually come in and enter the studio if you want. Now, this, this is going to take a lot of guts because if you scan that with your phone, you scan that QR code right here with your phone, you will pretty much make a phone call and you'll come into the studio and we can chat. Now, that's pretty courageous if you want to do that but you are more than welcome to. This is an engaging pr uh, live stream and I want to engage with you, believe me. I don't wanna sit here all day long talking to myself. And we got a little chat here coming on. Uh, you know, you can, you can enter the studio if you want to. Just check out that enter the studio if it's in the chat and you can actually click it and you can come here and engage with me because again, this is live. All right, let's move on here to some more stuff. Let's move on to our interview with Tom Langan. Uh, but first, let's talk about Pictory. Let's get into Pictory and what we've been doing with this. 
Now, Pictory, let's go full screen here. Pictory is an easy video creation uh, software. It's AI for content marketers. That's the, that's the uh, audience that they're trying to reach. And you can generate more leads and boost sales by turning any content into highly shareable videos using the power of AI. It's fast, scalable, and affordable. And they get you can get started here for free. Now, I am approached with software products on a daily basis. And uh, I do not get paid for anything that I say, but I want to bring these tools to you, my audience, and to basically say, all right, this is cool or it's not. And so far, I am liking Pictory. I have to be totally honest with you. I'm, I'm totally liking this. Not only am I liking the software, but I'm liking the interaction with the company and the personal attention that I'm getting from the company. And yesterday, we took a video and uh, took a YouTube video and it transcribed it for me. Now, if most of you, most of you are probably familiar with Descript, and this is basically a tool that is very similar to Descript. You can edit the text and it will also edit the video. And as you can see, I'm as I'm going through the text here, it's going to, you know, you can you can remove ums and ahs, which is what they call filler words. You can remove silences, uh, a whole bunch of good things here that will just enhance your editing and save you tons of time. I mean, seriously, instead of scrolling through and, you know, going back and forth on your timeline and, you know, trying to get that specific point. And when that person said the word, you can get really accurate and detailed with Pictory by using this feature that they offer you when you sign up for an account, uh, this text, text editing your video. And it's similar to Descript. Hopefully, Mark comes on the show next week. And hint, hint, Mark, I keep saying this. I talked to him last night. He's asking me how it was going. And I'm saying, yes, this is absolutely uh, an awesome piece of software that will, uh, a SaaS, that will absolutely help out my audience. Now, I'm going back to the homepage on Pictory. And, uh, oh, it's actually asking for my password and username again. So I'll get out of that screen. I'll go back in again. And hopefully, yep, okay, so let's go back to the home screen dashboard of Pictory so we can actually check out the other features that they were offering. And I'm just getting logged in right now. All right, so here it is. So we did the article to video feature. We did the edit video using text feature. Visuals to video is pretty cool. Uh, script to video. So start typing or copy paste your text. And what's really cool about Pictory is that, you know, you're not going to be left by yourself. And I just kind of jumped into this software on, um, uh, on Tuesday and I did, I didn't even use it. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go right up on the screen and talk about this before I even use it. And it's very user-friendly. I have to admit. So you know, you get a whole bunch of features here, script to video, and they have this watch tutorial. You can proceed and do it if you know what you're doing. Article to video, edit video using text, and visuals to video. So I can drop in any files from my computer, and it will instantly create a video. Now, we're going to be playing around with this a little more uh, on the show next week. Mark is coming from Pictory. He's going to talk about it. And I just wanted to prove to you that, you know, if you're an assistant editor or if you are an editor in general, you know, this is going to make your job a hell of a lot easier. Cause I know when I put that link in there to the article to video and the video snapped up in like, you know, 
during the course of the show, I created that video. I think that saved a lot of time. I think that saved a lot of time. Our good friend, John, Johnny is back. Pretty cool for producers and writers, creators before going to the edit bay. Yes, absolutely. It is a cool tool. Uh, it's not perfect. And it's the expectation is not there to be perfect. It's a, it's pictory is a tool that you can actually use to uh, for pre-production and to get things done quicker before you start getting into uh, the actual production. And um, I'm going to fool around with it more over the weekend, and hopefully Pictory comes on the show next week so we can talk more about it. I'm not sure about uh, the topic. Uh, actually, Johnny's asking a question here. So you could create an animatic of the script before production. Yeah, storyboard kind of thing. It is very, very cool. Pictory. I love it. All right, we're going to talk more about this at the end of the show, but Tom Langan is uh, in the queue waiting, and we want to get into this interview. Now, Tom is an Emmy Award-winning producer, video person, and um, he wrote a book called Legendeering. It talks about humanizing video production, and I think it's a perfect segue into what we've been talking about all week. So let's introduce Tom Langan. Here he comes. Right, but, um, right. But love your stuff. I have to say, you are very, uh, and just this conversation alone, you're a very thoughtful, detailed guy. And we have to be in the video production world. And I kind of met you on not not the smartest guys in the room, which is every Wednesday on LinkedIn. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes if, you, if anyone wants to come and listen in. But I think oh, it's, sure. it's, it's a really, really, uh, and we don't talk about video production there all the time. It's just a, a whole bunch of creative people gathering together, talking about what's going on in their world, talking about, uh, you know, what's happening in the creative world. And I think it's a great room. And that's how I kind of met you. And I was like, oh, another video person. And you can tell video people because, you know, they have the, the right equipment, they have the right audio, they have the great looking background. And there you were. So. For those of you who do not, for those of my listeners who do not know you, uh, you are Tom Langan from Talix Media. Tell us a little bit about, I think you're involved in nonprofit kind of stuff, right? I do all kinds of stuff. So I work in a lot of different verticals. Uh, Talix Media is a full service media production company. Uh, we're based in the Hudson Valley, New York, um, but uh, not limited by geography. So I have clients, you know, uh, have worked with folks everywhere from uh, Florida to Georgia to Colorado to the Hudson Valley here in New York uh, up into Boston uh, to where you are. Um, so yeah, I've I've worked with folks all over the place, uh, and that's in the last five years since I started Talix Media. Before that, I spent uh, seventeen plus years in the entertainment industry, uh, and I've worked all over the world um, during that part of my career. So I spent, um, you know, I in my bio uh, on my website. It says uh, I've I've uh, managed uh, teams or led teams uh, everywhere from Sub-Saharan Africa to the Arctic Circle, um, and so that's kind of the the range of geographies that I've worked in over the course of my career. So, in other words, you know your stuff and you know what you're doing. Now, what needs? You know, do- I- I've been around the block once or twice. Yeah, you've been around the b- block. This is not your first rodeo. You know what you're doing. So, what kind of videos do you produce? The corporate videos, obviously not corporate videos. But what, what, what's your what's your niche? Your your niche. You know, I mean, we like I said, we do we do a variety of things. So ultimately, you know, the goal of any business, right, is to is to provide the best possible service for your customers, right? I I 100 believe that every business is a service business, and and mine is no exception to that. 
So my goal is to provide the best possible service um, that I can for my customers and the needs of my customers vary. I work with customers in a lot of different verticals, everything from large scale large scale healthcare nonprofits. I have a hundred million dollar healthcare nonprofit. That's one of my clients. Um, so everything from that to construction companies, to multi-state law firms, to educational institutions, um, it kind of runs the gamut, right? So, um, and, and that's one of my favorite things about what I do is I don't, I don't niche into a particular, uh, industry or vertical. Um, and that's very much on purpose, but, um, but yeah, my goal is to provide the best possible service I can for my customers. So sometimes that means producing content for their website. Sometimes that means producing content for social media. Um, sometimes it means producing marketing specific, uh, marketing content to raise dollars, uh, for nonprofits. Um, you know, proud to say that, uh, for that nonprofit client, I mentioned, you know, uh, the content that I've produced for them has been part of a campaign that's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for their organization. Um, so, so yeah, it, it really, it depends. Um, and that's sort of like everybody's least favorite answer, uh, when they ask <laughs> really. me, you know, what do you do or, or what are your, what kind of services do you provide? And, and the answer is really, it depends, but ultimately if you want to kind of put it into, uh, a, a short phrase or a sentence is we're a full service media production company. So, uh, whatever your needs are, if they're media production related, um, everything from concept development and ideation all the way through to final delivery of the project, we can help. Now, I totally expected that answer, Tom, to be honest with you. I didn't expect anything less because that's what we have to be today in this environment that we're in, in the video production world. And you've been in it for so long, just, you know, as have I, and there's been many changes throughout the years. I mean, as soon as this cell phone came into play, editing software changed the dynamic of video production has changed and today you sort of have to be that depends kind of video person today in order to get ahead uh in this world you can't just be a video editor you can't just be you got to do it all so you're involved in marketing you're involved in pre-production script writing i mean you wear many hats and that's what makes you successful and that's what makes you kind of versatile versatile uh and and why you've been in it for so long, such as myself. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think I think having a diversity of skills uh, is important. I think more important than being able to do everything yourself um, is is really to understand what it takes to get the things done in the different sort of phases of production. That I think is ultimately the sort of most valuable skill set you can have as a business owner because you can delegate. Right. And you should delegate. Uh, you know, when I work on larger scale projects, like I don't do everything by myself from start to finish. Like there just aren't enough hours in the day. So I delegate. Right. If there's if because there are kind of specialists uh, within the industry. So there are people who really are passionate about editing, but don't really ever want to go out in the field. And that's great. There's room for folks like that. I need folks like that to help support my business for various projects, right? But then there are also people who want to be in the field, do you know, uh, because they're really focused on or engaged in cinematography, or they're really focused or engaged in audio design, um, or audio recording or sound recording. So you know, there are folks that I hire that all they do is work in the mm -hmm. field, right? Um, so I think really 
if you want to own a production business and you want to run a production business, the the skill set you really have to develop is having a broad, generalizable understanding of all of the phases of production and all of the things that go into each phase of production. You don't have to necessarily be expert in all of them, but you have to really understand what it takes to get a project from that script writing concept development stage, right? From that first meeting where you're just spitballing ideas with a client, from that meeting all the way through to delivering a project, right? You have to understand what it takes at every step and every point along that journey in order to get it from A to B. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you have to be expert in all of those things. Um, I think that's like a... I think that's a, a, an important distinction to make because I think it's a point where a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed mm -hmm. with the idea of, of having a production business or having a video production company um, is that they they think like, well, I have to be an excellent cinematographer. I have to understand sound design and sound and audio capture. I have to be the best editor ever, right? Like I have to master all of these skills. And the truth is you definitely don't. There are absolutely people that do all of those individual things better than I do. A hundred percent. There's no question. I'm not the best at any of those. Yeah, because right? I, I know how you feel about the word expert. I definitely know <laughs> how you feel about that. I mean, we have to, you know, we have to be versatile in 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 this industry. And I guess the project manager, the guy or, or woman up at the top, you know, has to identify these separate skills that need to happen on this project. And that's something that that you do, which is, you know, and I noticed too that the underlying message here is basically that you know, we are out as video people to tell a story. It doesn't matter about the equipment. It it sometimes really doesn't matter about your skills. And I'm probably going to get killed for saying that. But we are here to tell a story, whether it's for a business, a nonprofit organization, an individual brand, an influencer, whatever. We are here to tell a story. And sometimes it doesn't really um, matter, you know, as far as my skills go, you know, I can't do everything just like you can't do everything. So it's, it's important to hire people and to get people on a project that can. And it's also not important to like obsess over equipment and accept obsess over all those technical things, because in my experience, and I'm sure it's been in yours too, that most people who obsess over the things that you have to be an expert or you have to have the best equipment, it just is not, it kind of impedes the creativity and it impedes that message from going out. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I always looked at uh, what I do um, from from an early stage. I looked at it as more of a craft than anything else, mm -hmm. right? And and what I mean by that, like, the, the way I analogize that pretty often is I think about it in terms of, like, carpentry, right? So I think about production and and sort of that the creative pursuit of telling a story through a visual medium which is ultimately what what this is right and i know storyteller is like a completely overused term in the end everybody's a storyteller but really what you're trying to do is tell a story through a visual medium right um and, and that's very similar. The skill set that you need to do that well is very similar to the skill set you need to be successful in a trade like carpentry, which means you have to have a broad understanding of a lot of different 
aspects of carpentry, but you can ultimately focus in on the thing that you're best at or most passionate about, right? Once you develop that generalized skill set. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, what really matters when you talk about, when I talk about that craft is rather than, you know, the, the tool, i.e. the camera or the equipment, right? Like the bells and whistles are nice, right? But ultimately really what matters is the skill of the hand that holds the tool. That's right. Right. So, so you could hand me a cell phone and ask me to go out and film something. And I promise you that it would be better objectively <laughs> would be better than if you handed a $20,000 digital mm -hmm. cinema camera to somebody who didn't know what they were doing and asked them to film the same thing. Yes. I could do better with an iPhone than somebody with no experience could do with a $20,000 camera. Yes. It's just the reality of the situation okay. because of the skill that I've developed over time. The, the value of that outweighs the value of the tool, right? Like at the end of the day, if you hand a skilled carpenter, if you give him a couple of nails, a hammer and two two by fours and ask him to nail them together, he's going to do it with more skill than somebody that's never held a hammer before. Right. It doesn't matter if you give them the exact same tools. One of like one set of two by fours is going to be held together strongly as a joint that's going to hold is going to be a 90 degree angle. They're going to be aligned, whatever the case may be. Right. But like the other ones eh, might fall apart. You might end up splitting one of the boards because you don't know what you're doing. Right. Good so like, yeah, ultimately the the hand holding the tool is the most important thing. And then if you can afford to have a really skilled hand hold a really uh, specifically designed, highly developed tool, you're going to get something really great. That's right. I mean, I can get a Fisher-Price camera from a two-year-old and create some great video. And I think you can too. So it doesn't really matter on the tool. So let's transition to your book here for a second. Sure. So your book, Legendary. Uh, it says the brand new but tried and true video communication strategy to humanize your business. So what's similar in the video production world? Now, I have not read your book yet. I haven't read it. Uh, but just by the title alone, what's similar in the video production world and how, I guess, well, you use humanize. But what's similar in the video production world is it doesn't matter about the tools. It doesn't matter about, you know, it, it's, it matters about the story. Mm. And the title of your book, of course, is Legendary, the brand new but tried and true video communication strategy to humanize your business. What does that mean? Does that have a, <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so legendary is obviously a word I made up, right? Um, it's but a great word, I, by the way, great word. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I feel like I'm in good company. I, it doesn't, it doesn't concern me that it's a made up word because so is Google and so is Kleenex, right? <laughs> and we all know what both of those words mean. So like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm nonplussed about the fact that it's a made up word. Um, but really what it means is that um, it's a brand new strategy because uh, I remember this interview with uh, David Heath. He's one of the co-founders of Bombas Socks. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually talk about this in the in the uh, in the afterword of the book. Um, but uh, I was listening to an interview with David Heath um, and he talked about what he believes innovation to be. 
right? And and he thinks that he he describes innovation as the sort of novel combining of existing concepts in a new way, mm. right? So he says like what's innovative about Bomba socks is not socks, right? Like we didn't create socks, right? We didn't even create a need for socks. We didn't have to convince people that they should put socks on their feet, right? All of this already existed. Socks existed. Manufacturing technology for socks existed. People were already buying socks. What we did was we innovated on how to sell socks to people, mm-hmm. right? That was the innovation. It wasn't It wasn't the product. It was what you could do with the product and the impact you could create with a company around that product, right? Mm-hmm. That was the innovation. So in a similar way, legendeering is a combination of a lot of tried and true, historically uh, um, very significant and well-known and well-documented and well-used uh content strategy uh, and marketing techniques, right? Content marketing being the focus. Um, that's a strategy that's been around for nearly 300 years. The mm-hmm. sort of the, the origins of content marketing go back to Benjamin Franklin in the 1730s, right? So like this is not a new idea, right? The new idea or the novel uh, combination, the innovation around legendeering is the combination of these specific strategies, content marketing, production, um, episodic content development, all of these things kind of mash together into a strategy that's designed to help you build community around your brand, right? And when I talk about building community, what I'm really talking about is developing relationships with a group of people, right? And that's that's where the word humanize comes in. So ultimately, it's a video communication strategy that's designed to help a brand or a business develop relationships with their community that they want to serve. With video. Through video. That's the that's the centerpiece of it. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now, I love your analogy about Red Bull. So would you say this is a company that has humanized their communication? Would you say this is like pretty much like the poster, you know, brand and that represents the pretty much the topic of your book. Would Red Bull uh, say like that's a company that has humanized their brand. That they they're doing it right. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, they're they're close to what legendeering is, right? It's it's a similar concept. Legendeering is a very kind of specific strategy, right, that I lay out in the book, but um what Red Bull has done is they've used content marketing incredibly well to build a community around the brand of Red Bull. And and one of the things that I think a lot of people miss about Red Bull that they don't notice until you point it out is that if you go to Red Bull's YouTube page, right? Or if you go to their Instagram account, right? They have tens of millions of followers between the two. And if you go to those accounts and look, you will not find any product photography or traditional commercial content. It doesn't exist. That's right. Right. And it's because their goal is to tie value to their brand for their ideal audience. Right. So that's what they've done really well is that content marketing idea of building community by delivering value to their audience. Mm -hmm right? 
without attaching strings to that value. And by that, I mean, they're not making those communications transactional. There's no call to action on any single one of those pieces of content is what you're saying. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's on purpose. Like that's Mm -hmm. not because they forgot. It's because they decided not to because they knew that it only works if you don't attach strings to it, right? It's not about them. It's about the audience. That's correct. Now, I'm in the marketing world. This is what I do full time during the day. I'm marketing all day long, whether it's for a Fortune 500 company or for my own business or for my own brand, my own personal brand. I'm marketing all day long. And the audience today, the audience today does not like to be sold to. And this was found out, you know, years ago. We don't like to be sold to, especially online. We don't want to be bothered with a DM or a direct message or an advertisement coming up on our feed. So humanizing your business, especially communicating through video like Red Bull, is genius. Because you're not coming across as this, you know, shiny teeth, dressed up salesperson trying to push a product on someone. It welcomes everyone into your brand. And it helps your brand, you know, it helps your, the message go out through video a little bit more softer. It's not, a, it's, a, it's not even a sell. I don't even want to say soft sell. It's a sell. It's a sale because you're letting your brand out, but you're not coming across that. And that's why all of these groups gather around brands who are communicating through video and they become successful. So when it comes time to sell, which means, you know, in the Red Bull situation, you walk into a supermarket and you see Red Bull, you're going to buy it because you have it pretty much branded in your head that, you know, you're part of the community. You're part of, you invested your time watching their content and uh, you subconsciously buy their product because of that. Coke does it. You know, these big brands do that. They humanize their business. So this is what you talk about mostly in this book is you have a strategy as well. Do you lay out the strategy in here? Like I said, I haven't read it yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just want to focus on one thing because I think there's something important there that you touched on um, that I want to just dig slightly deeper on really quickly. Go for it. it. Um, And it's this, it's this, thing that so many businesses get wrong about how they communicate with people. And uh, you touched on when you said like, we don't, people don't like being sold to, right? They don't want to get DMs, right? They don't want to get, you know, even like direct, uh, direct email campaigns. They don't want to get like a lot of that stuff. People see it, they delete it. And it actually kind of leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And it's because it's a crazy way to communicate with people. It seems very normal, right? In in the business environment, it seems normal. A lot of people do it. What's the harm, right? But if I walked up to you on the street and I said, hey, how you doing? My name's Tom Langan. I own Talix Media. We're a full service media production company. You cut me a check for five grand. I can make some video content for you. What would you do? I'd run. Yeah, because that's a crazy thing for a person to say right off the bat who you don't know, you don't have a relationship with, right? Like it's a, it's an insane thing to do, but that's exactly what businesses do all day long with these sales strategies, right? Is they're just, they're, they're spray, it's spray and pray, right? It's, 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 it's numbers above all else. I know that if I, if I spray, you know, if I spray DMs out to a thousand people a day, 
then I know that out of that thousand, I'm going to capture 25 sales, right? So I'm just going to keep spraying a thousand every day, churning out, churning through, right? And and at the end of the day, those 25 are are one-time sales. The majority of them are one-time sales, right? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe you get a return customer out of that, but most likely they're going to be a one-time sale. So you just think about that churn, right? Mm -hmm. You're churning through thousands of potential customers, right? To get a handful of sales and you just have to keep doing it. It's a never ending hamster wheel. And I think a better way to do it is to treat people like people, right? Which is what we all want, right? Mm -hmm. As human beings, we want to be seen, heard and understood, right? Is treat people like people. And the best way to develop a relationship and get someone to care about you and your brand and your business is to demonstrate to those people that you care about them. That's right. And right? there's that, I think yes. it was Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt's quote, like nobody cares about how much, you know, until they know how much you care. That's right. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's that idea that you have to demonstrate to your audience, your community, you seek to serve as a business. You have to demonstrate to them that you care about them. I use slightly saltier language in the book, but you have to demonstrate that you that care you about shit. Them. Is that what you're going to say? That is what I said. Exactly. In the book, I think I just to, brushed through that word. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody gives a shit unless you show them that you give a shit about them, right? right. You have to give a shit about them first before they'll ever give a shit about you. So I have to say, I don't know about this book. I'm kind of afraid what's in here because this is the secret sauce, to be honest. This is the secret sauce that you are telling everyone. Do we want them to know that? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, wow. If everyone now humanizes their business. So you and I know for sure that video is very impactful. And the entry now to create videos, you know, it's really easy phone. I mean, you have access to all this equipment. You don't really need to be an expert to do video, but what's in this book, Tom is, is gold. Are you, I mean, I don't know if I would be okay with letting this stuff out because <laughs> this is, I mean, this is the secret sauce. I, you know, look, I, I think it is because I I'm happy to let it out for, for two reasons. Like one, you know, I, I fully acknowledge, I think there's value in the fact that um, often people get caught up in trying to protect, be overly protective of um, IP, right? And I think you should be protective of your of your IP, your intellectual property, right? I mean, I, um, you know, my book is trademarked and registered with the Library of Congress. Like, you know, I, I am taking precautions to make sure that I can protect my intellectual property in the book, right? But I want people to broadly understand the strategy for a couple of reasons. Primarily one is for, you know, business owners, right? Marketing executives, uh, corporate executives to be able to read a book like this, to understand the message in the book, which is twofold. The first half of the book, there's two parts to the book. The first half of the book is sort of the theory behind legendeering and how I came to that theory and that understanding, right? To develop this strategy. And then the second half is, is uh, sort of a guide for how to apply that theory, right? And it's not a how-to, it's, it's broad strokes on 
the process that you should follow. So it's process, not step-by-step, right? Of, of how you take that theory and apply it to any brand or business, right? Because if brands and businesses understand how they can use video to build better relationships with their customers and with their communities, then they will look to do that, right? If it's approachable and understandable, then they'll look to do that. And that means there's going to be more work for folks like you and me, right? But then the other side of it is that when we start to humanize the world of business and humanize the communication strategies of businesses and brands, they'll start treating their communities and their customers like the human beings they are, Uh right? And that's a world that I want to live and do business in, is where businesses and brands treat people like people, and people return that treatment by supporting those businesses and brands, right? They reciprocate it. And yep. everybody wins. Everybody so wins. So that like that's that's kind of like the big broad vision that I'm I'm trying to create and trying to further through this book is to humanize the world of business because that's the world that I want to live in and do business in. I love your perspective, Tom. I absolutely love it. Like I said, I have not read this book yet. And I got a little bit of, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm like, oh my God, this Tom is telling the world the secret sauce of marketing in general. Now, this is my unique, call it a USP. This is my unique selling uh, pitch, basically. And I'm almost afraid that everyone's going to know about this because of the book. So I don't know if, (laughs) but but it's good stuff. But knowing isn't doing. And that's that's the difference, right? Like, Like you said, Everybody virtually, I mean, the vast majority of, of adults, right? Especially in our country, right? The vast majority of people walk around every day with a 4k camera in their pocket, Mm -hmm. right? Is there, is the video production business growing or industry growing or shrinking? Totally shrinking at this point. I think totally shrinking. Yeah. I think, yeah, really? I'm, I'm thick, I'm thick in this and I have, you know, I'm thick in the, in the weeds with video production people at least. And, uh, jobs are getting lower. I mean, you know, it's, 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 ugly are, are, we, are we talking, are we talking like entertainment industry or are you talking B2B? B2B, B2C. Uh, yeah. The video production industry is, is teeter tottering on, um, yeah, it's 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 getting totally smaller. It's, Not it's where I'm changing. sitting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm honestly, I'm getting more. I get more inquiries every day than I did the day before. Like AI, Tom. Right. I know we only have like five minutes, but um, like AI is just everyone in my world. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like you know. I don't want to like say what like deny what you're saying, but in my world, I see here so much like AI, I'm losing my job because of AI. I can't video edit because of AI. I can't do this because of AI. I, you know, last year after COVID hit, I'm not getting any work. I'm not getting, the phone is not ringing this, that, the other thing. And I'm like, okay, well maybe you, you, you are not successful with adapting. And that's one thing about this industry too, is that, you know, if you don't adapt, you really fall by the wayside because it's like an audit that comes in, a technology audit, especially with AI, that, that, that is just eliminating a lot of jobs and a lot of skill. So, um, 
But what, from where I'm sitting, I hear that the most, that it's just, you know, there's not as much as it used to be. And now I'm thinking that maybe we should apply, maybe we should really read your book because you, like, again, you have the secret sauce and companies who humanize their business, you know, who want to humanize their business through video, you know, there is a method of doing it. And maybe, you know, the reason why so many people do not have any video production jobs, video editing, whatever it may be, camera, videographer, whatever, is because they're doing it the old way. And there's just not, not work. There's nothing in that, in that arena. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is true of our industry or as true of our industry as it is of any other, right? If you yeah. fail to adapt, if you fail to change over time, your business will fail. Period, end of story, right? Because at the end of the day, and this is the part of the reason why I also said earlier in our conversation, and I'll just loop back around to this idea, right? One of the first things I said was that every business is a service business, right? Mm -hmm. and, and every business is a service business because at the end of every business relationship, the end of every transaction is a person, right? That you're providing a service for, mm -hmm. right? And, and so that means that and, and no matter how you look at it, on both sides, whether you're B2B, B2C, whatever the case may be, on both sides of every relationship, every business relationship are human beings, right? Yeah, yeah. Human beings are not constant, but change at a glacial pace compared to our environment, especially over the last 40 to 50 years, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Our world has changed dramatically. So the context within which we live has changed dramatically over time, but people in a couple of generations don't change all that much. Right. Very so, true. so if you focus on delivering service for people, you'll be fine. The way you do that has to adapt to the given context in which we live. But if you focus on delivering service for people, you'll be fine. Boom. That concept is in this book, and I'm going to let my entire audience know about it because I already know you put some thought into this. So where can we get this book? Amazon is where you're selling it? Your website? You have every, every, com. Everywhere books are sold. Nice. So if you just – I'm encouraging people to go to bookshop.org. I really like them as an organization. They're a mission-focused business that supports local bookshops. So if you go to bookshop.org, and search legendeering, it'll pop right up. You can get the hardcover, you can get the paperback, and a portion of that purchase will go to supporting local bookshops. So if you like supporting local businesses, go to bookshop.org. But it, but you can order it on Amazon, anywhere books are sold. You could walk into your local bookstore and ask them to order it for you. You can get it that way too. Love it. You're onto something with this book, Tom. And uh, I love the title, love everything that it is it represents. And uh, I'm going to read it and I'll be calling you if I don't like it. So, <laughs> but I can already tell it's going to be good. This awesome concepts that you're talking about are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the, on the podcast. All right. So, there you go. An interview with Tom Langan from his book, Legendeering, coming on the DV Show podcast. And we had a question down below from Phil. Uh, Philip Hill, Tom, would you book help with the DIY person and the one that needs to hire a Tom or a Brian? 
So this book, uh, I haven't read it yet, but from what I can see, and just so you know, that was a pre-recorded interview with Tom. It was done earlier in the week, coming in on the live show. So I uh, just want to let you know that we're not ignoring your question, but he he was not literally here today live. He was here previously, and that was recorded and played back to make it look live. But uh, from what I can tell, the DIY person and the one that needs to hire Tom or Brian, uh, I think the book would help. I mean, it, it lays the foundation for humanizing your business uh, when it comes to video production. And that alone, you know, that topic alone is just absolutely amazing. So, Phil, thank you for your question. And thanks for watching our live stream right here on YouTube, LinkedIn, and X. All right. We are going to call it an amazing week. I had so much fun being with you. And a happy Friday. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. I know there's snow coming in most parts of the country, so be super, super careful. It's been nice hanging out with you this week, and I hope you learned a lot. My name is Brian. Visit me at thedvshow.com. You can also check out my social media channels on YouTube at The DV Show. Bad Video Sucks on Instagram. The DV Show, of course, on Twitter. And you can check me out on LinkedIn. Also, thedvshow.com forward slash Brian is where you will find me. Thank you so much, Phil, for watching. Thank you, Johnny D, for watching. Thank you for watching. You know, this podcast is powered by you. Video production is not for everyone. It can easily become overwhelming, time-consuming, intimidating, and technical when all you want to do is create video that works for you. I know the options are daunting, and that is why we are here. Whether it's about developing creative content, live streaming video, the best video editing software, we are here. This is the website, our interactive podcast, Q&A webinars, and a crack team of all the professionals behind the scenes of this podcast that's been going on for 20 plus, actually, I keep saying 20, but it's been going on for about 19 plus years. We are here to help you use the impact that video can provide. You're saving hours of time and money with our advice because we know what works and what doesn't. All right. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. We will see you Monday, 1 o'clock Eastern time, as usual, on the live edition of the DV Show podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Stay safe. Video production just got easier. The DV Show.